0: Anything to shake this moment. but got me drinking. Back at it again. This is the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are zooming. This might become a normal trend for us. The, the first one of the week is in person, the second one might be on Zoom. I don't know. We're feeling this out. You guys are coming along with us. We're just figuring it out as we go, you know? So, this is the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley. David Greenwald, Robert Russert is here, and we also have Chad Smith. Thad has ditched us. We don't know where he is. It might be too late to record for him. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we have nothing from Thad today. Gentlemen, how are all of you doing?
1: Well, after media day today, I did not wear a hat. I'm a little burned.
0: <laughs> yeah, can you guys see me the the ginger? We sat there in the sun for like 30 minutes straight, and my forehead got a little bit red. Like I can feel it; it's warm right now as I touch it.
2: Yeah, first <laughs> yeah, I had some slight redding on my arms as well. So I was like, "Oh man, am I complaining about 80 degrees in the winter? I probably should."
1: No, that was. And great. how long ago did it snow and ice here? Uh, yeah, a week. Yeah, I I don't think the snow fully
0: melted in, until today <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, actually, after I left in the parking lot, they had bulldozers moving piles of snow around when I was in the uh, Mazuma Plaza or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, I've, I was trying to describe that to some of my co-workers in Europe, the ridiculous weather in this city. But uh, yeah, there's no there's no quite
1: explaining the explaining Kansas City weather. And David's back there saying, damn, I missed out on media day. Sorry, David.
3: I sat in my office all day.
0: <laughs> David, Less guy, cool, but was- I am not burnt. The guy with a real there responsible job and all that. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't skip and come hang out. <laughs> okay. So let yeah, let's uh let's do should we revisit Media Day at all? Robert, tell you tell us your favorite thing for
1: media today. Well, I media mean Day you today. and I were standing there talking and uh we're like, Hey, Jose Mari's not out on the field and is Yuri. Well, we know what Yuri's not. Thad's like, Yeah, I heard a rumor well
0: careful careful and Cody here. and
1: I just jaws drop we're like oh all right careful and then we get here. the announcement you from Peter you can't
0: that get Thad in trouble you can't give anything away because you know we know did not give anything away
1: I just said he heard a rumor just in case so, people don't uh, know
0: listening to the show we know things the Blue Testament knows <laughs> things
1: all right and then Peter makes the announcement and we're like okay there it is
0: yeah so yeah Maori Jose Maori is gone Are we sad about that? What does this leave us in the midfield? Chad, why don't you get us going on that one?
2: I don't know if sad is the right word. I think every time Peter makes a signing, you kind of hope that it's going to be a perfect fit and it's going to, you know, gel. And he came in mid-season last year, so I think we're all thinking, oh, you know, with this whole preseason, he's going to figure it out. And then he was hurt and missed part of preseason. So uh, he got 27 minutes to figure it out. He didn't look great in those twenty-seven minutes, and I guess we're we're done. I don't think it came down to just those twenty-seven minutes. I'm sure there's a lot more going on in the background that we don't know. But or maybe I don't we we'll do move know. On.
0: Maybe we do know, and we're just not allowed to say.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, Cody's more connected than I am, apparently, because I've got no idea. Uh, I did write a story that will be out probably around the time you're seeing this podcast. With uh, there's options. There's options.
1: And probably. you know, I think we saw that option in training today. Of course, you can't make conclusions from a Wednesday training, but Mr. Voltaire or Remy Voltaire, as he may say, um, you was still didn't say six. it
0: as cool as him.
1: <laughs> well, of course not. But he was at the six um, all training uh, with the starters, uh, seeming starters. So uh, that's probably what we're going to see.
0: And on that, on that same note, sorry to jump in there on you, Chad. Uh, Robert and I interviewed. Logan and Denbe and Remy Voltaire today together, two Frenchmen together. It was a really fun interview. I will be posting that one about the same time as this one, so make sure you go give that one a listen. but a 10 minute interview with those two. that was uh, that was a good time. I liked I liked Logan and Denbe. I liked him on the field and uh, he seemed like kind of a fun guy. did you what did you think of those two, Robert?
1: Yeah, I mean, the other thing about Logan that stood out. His calves are huge.
0: The dude has some big calves. I heard you mention that, <laughs> and I'm glad you did because I was thinking it in my head. I always notice people's calves for some reason. Yeah, and yeah. He uh, he's built the the kid is built like a fullback. I just I yes, like I is. like the look of him. I'm I'm like yes, this is this is my guy. I'm I'm on the in Bay in train. And <laughs> wow. sat some... there
1: the whole time with a little grin on his face. He's a pretty fun-loving guy too. I think so. Yeah. This conversation got weird. Shades oh. of blue after dark gets weird.
0: Oh, oh well, we're only talking about calves. <laughs> I can get much weirder than that if you guys want to. Well,
3: Cody, I'd also uh like for you to reach in your pocket and pull out some cash money and oh, throw it no. in
0: that. Oh, what did I what did I do? I messed up.
3: Well, where is Logan and Denbe from?
0: I didn't say he was uh, What did I you I didn't say he
3: was from somewhere. You said, you said two Frenchmen.
0: Is he not French?
3: He's oh, he's
2: Belgian. He's yeah, that's
1: Belgian. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh, Playing yeah. in the French league.
3: And and Cody, I will let you take you your money out if you can tell me the two languages that they speak in Belgium without looking it up.
2: <laughs>
3: David.
0: They they speak French. That's where this uh huh. That's one of
3: the two. That's one of the two.
0: And the other one. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. All right.
3: I'm gonna. I'm gonna find you three dollars. $3. Wow. That's a solid David in charge. <laughs> we, well, it's going to pay favorite. for the very small stained glass for Jose Mowry.
2: <laughs> There <you laughs> <know. We're> right <laughs> in the Catalan cafe.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: love it. Love it.
3: I don't think it's a loss. You know, it it hurts in terms of depth, but Maori never looked great. Like on his best games he was fine, you know, like maybe even pretty decent, but he was bad to like invisible a lot of the time. I don't know that we're losing anything by losing him.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. He he has the look. I liked the potential there, but you know, if he's gone, he's gone. He wasn't on the field enough for me to lament
1: this too much. And Cody, like you and I were talking today, Voltaire moving back to the sixth leaves a spot open at the eight for Hernandez, for, you know, Duke to get some more time. So that's a good thing.
0: Yes, Hernandez specifically is one I'm excited about.
1: I agree. I'm also excited. I really quickly,
2: do we have to find David for saying that he gets a stained glass? Is that only for the Spaniards? Because he's, uh, I believe, Italian descent from Argentinian. Argentinian. Yeah, he's born (laughs) in Argentina, (laughs) but he's uh, of Italian descent. Stay, stained glasses for anybody.
3: It's oh. what you get when you've earned out- earned a statue. Well, we see, but see, this glass, statue,
2: statue. It's below Black. a statue, right? Yeah, <laughs> see,
0: that's this. That's the show that I want to do. I don't even want to ever talk about soccer. I want to talk about meaningless things like what is in the hierarchy of of statues, stained glass, the sporting legend. I mean, that's the ridiculous conversation <laughs> I always want to have.
1: Or being on our pod. I mean, that's up there too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. but
3: i uh, and i think robert you you and chad had talked about this and i think robert you might have the, the quote the direct quote from peter but there was some talk about perhaps flipping the midfield triangle so instead of playing with one in the hole and a single six about potentially playing a double pivot with one attacking midfielder. uh can you guys go in a little bit more on that
2: yeah
1: robert, robert got chad, me the audio
2: yeah, I got it. I got the quote here. It says, um, basically, I asked Peter a question, you know, hey, Maori's gone, Yuri, Uri is hurt, um, who do we play? Who's our dark horse? Who should I be looking out for? And he kind of gave a, a sort of typical answer, but he snuck in some sneaky stuff in there. Uh, he said, we've got so many guys that can play there. Last year, I played Roger there. I played Remy there. Felipe played there before. I don't actually remember that. Um, we've also played two and one as opposed to one and two. So I've moved it around. The quote continues. You'll see it in my story. But basically talking about the midfield triangle and sounding like he has flipped it in the past. And I don't remember it. I don't know if you guys remember
1: it. Yeah, I don't at all. Something to keep an eye on though. So we got to watch a little bit closer, I guess, huh?
0: Guys, this show needs to land, land on one. Yuri versus Uri. We need to just decide right now. (laughs) What are we, what is the blue Testament call? Oriol Roselle. What do we call this player? Is it Uri or, or or Uri?
1: I'll be
2: fat and say Roselle. Yeah, that would be the fat answer. Uh, <laughs> I watched that uh, video with Zussi where he was mic'd up, and he said Uri. So I'm going to go with, and he, like, corrected himself to say Uri. So I feel like I want to be like Graham Zussi when I grow up, even though I'm older than him. So why wouldn't I say it like Graham? When will you grow up, Chad? I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Been asking that question my whole life, guys.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna
1: call him Ilya until somebody cracks me. <laughs> <laughs> he got MOS player or team of the week, didn't he?
0: Did he? Yeah, good one. job.
2: Yeah, he, he had himself a game. Twitter was very upset. There go, we could have still had Ilya. I, I don't honestly like I love Ilya. Oh my gosh, love that guy. He's amazing, but like, I don't think it was working right, like, he is. Too slow. Not well, physical enough. On that tangent. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. It's really uh, <laughs> David's fault if you think about it.
0: That's a fine. I think blaming other podcast mates is a fine. Can we make is that that my one? first fine? Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> Guys, that's another show that's coming out. We're going to do a post-game show one of these times, and we're going to lay down the law. We're going to set a maximum fine because things are going to get out of hand if we don't take control of this. <laughs> Uh, let's, I okay. just assumed
2: all fines were a dollar. I'm looking forward to this extra
1: time, and we'll figure yes. this all out. Yes, yes. So you know, s- oh, sorry. Speaking of the two, one, one, two in the midfield, I was just listening to a podcast for Vermees on Glenn Davis's podcast, and quite lengthy interview, good interview. And he says that he actually Peter has sources outside of the team, outside of the club who have a neutral point of view that he often talks with to get their point of view about what the team is missing, what certain players, they have opinions on certain players. So I thought it was pretty interesting that Peter does go to the blanks to do those type of things.
0: I wonder how commonplace that is.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea. I'm just, I'm glad he's doing that. Yeah. I think
3: taking that at face value, you know, it is nice to have, especially when he's kind of the all in one, he's the technical director and the, coach of the team to have a separate set of eyes to be able to evaluate his performances to help create some objectivity.
0: Yeah. He more than other just normal coaches would, would need something like that or would benefit from something like that.
2: Yeah. I do think people often kind of criticize him as being like in a bubble, right. And he's not listening to others and, you know, maybe Carrie and Z are just his echo chamber and say back his yes, men, right? I don't think that's the case. Right. It doesn't seem like that's the case, but that's what I think the perspective from the outside is sometimes. He's been in charge so long and his stamps, you know, all over that organization. So
1: now, guys, our uh, moniker might be partial accurate information or accurate partial information. Not sure, correct me on that, but I'm looking at the pronunciation guide. It is Uri. Ooh. Uri. <laughs> There
2: you Point. go. Believe okay. I had that. I have, like said,
0: I have said my last Yuri then. Yuri no, <laughs> no more. Uri it is. Okay, Houston Dynamo. Saturday. Uh they just signed a, when I think of Houston Dynamo right now, I think of they just signed Hector Herrera today, which is quite big news, but he will not be here until the summer. So how are we feeling about this weekend? David, why don't you I wanna hear where you're at with this game on Saturday?
3: Feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, as bad as we looked against Atlanta, it's one game, it's the beginning of the season, it's on turf. We're gonna be at home. Uh I watched a little bit of the Houston Salt Lake game. It was a snoozer. Um
0: well, naturally.
3: He, you know, and so Houston's formation is you know, and this kind of goes back to do real quick just to be on a tangent kind of what our midfield situation is going to look like, whether we play one at the six or we play a double pivot, the way you list the formation doesn't really matter because like a four, five, one can very easily shift into a four, three, three, or a four, two, three, one. And all those numbers are kind of meaningless and it depends more on the tactics and like really how you keep your shape. But the big picture is that Houston sets up around a DP striker. um, But he took zero shots against uh RSL he had he created zero XG uh he basically barely got any service whatsoever uh he was on Ferreira Island I think he had one long ball from the keeper and one
2: ball from Corey Baird and that was kind of it um zero touches in the box in the 18 yard box no touches
3: he and Alan Pulido had the same number of contributions (laughs) in the box and one of them is out for the year
2: (laughs) um (laughs) He's definitely going to score on Sporting Now because of your saucy take.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is. Also, just, you know, since we're talking about saucy takes, Dom Dwyer still sucks.
0: I was going to say, we didn't learn our lesson with Dom Dwyer talking shit. So Whatever, he still sucks.
3: He trash. Uh, here, here's my concern. I think it's going to be the concern most of the year, but especially against these shitty teams like Houston and Salt Lake, is that they're going to bunker and counter. So they've got Fafa Pico, who's super fast. They've got Ferreira. Corey Baird, who's burned us before. Um, And they've played in a pretty low block. They tried to muck it up in the midfield for RSL. Um, And I think they're probably planning on doing the same thing to us, bunkering deep and then hitting a long ball to Fafa Pico and watching
1: him outrun our fullbacks. Yeah, David, you hit uh, Houston pretty hard there. And then, uh, of course, ended it with a bit of a threat. But I'm going to quote Matt Doyle here, if you don't mind, for a bit. He was pretty harsh, he says. In game one at home against a very shorthanded RSL side, he pulled a Jurgen Klinsmann, referring to Paulo Negrebro. Started multiple D zero creatives, and earning a scoreless draw for his efforts. It will not shock you to learn the teams combined for just 0.9 expected goals. The closest either came to scoring was when Darwin Quintero rang the woodwork on what would have been a 1 in a 1,000 strike for 28 yards. So yeah, pretty damning by Doyle as well. So basically
0: it sounds like a team that is going to score on the counter against Sporting Kansas City in front of the Yeah, I mean,
2: the game last year, right, when they played in Kansas City was 4-2, wild, end-to-end, you know, counter-type stuff. So hopefully Sporting have learned their lesson, but they kind of play the same way all the time, except for that Vancouver game in the playoffs. So maybe give
1: use to the ball. Maybe they can't do anything with it. Now, David, you said Houston RSL was a toilet bowl game. If you look at the latest, latest power rankings, is is our game with Houston a toilet bowl game too? <laughs> Some people might think so. That's, that's I really mean, they didn't consult me
3: on the power rankings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this th- this game entirely depends on, like, the first 30 minutes of the game, right? Like, if we give up a cheap goal to Houston, they are just going to bunker in and put everybody behind the ball. Um. And we're gonna hit cross after cross to nowhere, but uh, if we can score early, get an early lead, you know, I could see us easily beating them for nothing. It just really depends on how, you know, the game gets gets going to start.
0: Guys, we saw today at media day the different colored penny, the different colored pennies out there. The blue seemed to be the starters. Um, it looked like Felipe Hernandez was running around out there, which is a an encouraging thing that I'm excited about.
2: I'm also encouraged by that. Uh, the only thing is the guy next to him was Roger Espinosa, and I think I yeah. like Roger, but I don't know that people really want him to keep starting every game, and would Cam Duke be nice next to him? But I guess, you know, you want some veteran presence in the midfield, or Vermees does, whether we do or fans do or whatever. Cam Duke but, uh, will,
0: will be substitution number one, I think, in in this game hopefully before the (laughs) before the eighty fifth (laughs)
2: minute since this practice was open to the public, I feel like it's okay to talk about this. Cause there yeah. was like a hundred fans over there. Exactly. Um, did you guys notice that Caden Pierre was with the ones for a pretty good chunk of time? That's what I, just was, down. Uh, bad, yeah.
0: I was, I was getting to that. Yeah. Oh, Robert, you were going to say that. Cause you guys were telling me I was dumb for pointing this out. while while we were there <laughs> today, I didn't say that. No. So I think, well, what I think was going on, we, were, we mentioned the penny colors. Zussi was wearing a blue penny, but he also right. was not doing anything the entire time. Was it an old man day? Maybe, but uh, you know, I don't know. There, there was a. I think Chad, what you were referring to was a moment that they were. It was this the other three starting back line that were with Caden Pierre out there, and they were kind of running just some, you know, positional things like I think just making sure everyone knows in the right position where if the ball goes here, where you go. And it, that could that could be you know th- they were testing out the starting back line for something or it was just like hey Caden, Pierre like Zusi you're you're next on the list Zusi is having an old man day today we might need you to sub in in any of these games so let's make sure you do know where all of, you know the where you need to be in every p- position and every situation so it's, there was it's it's hard to say but that is what we're trying to say here is Zusi we were, we did not see Zusi practicing today really he was he was on the sideline and we did see Caden, Pierre doing something with the with the starting the rest of the starting back line.
1: there yeah, was Zuzi some of that participated in the drills yeah. but when they went into a smaller sided game he wasn't so involved yeah, and they, they were
2: doing this one drill before the one you're referring to, Cody, where it was like ten v ten with no goalkeepers, but like six mini nets on the field. Mm-hmm. And Zusi like ran the first session of that, but then after that it was Pierre the rest of the way. And you know, to steal a, an NBA term, if you guys are NBA fans, maybe it was a load management day right. for Zusi, right? We had to keep those minutes down. Right.
0: Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Uh, but I I don't know. I'm I'm inclined to think it was just. You know, he, he, I I guess we shouldn't keep calling it old man day, but hey, you know, he's not, (laughs) he's not that young anymore. So, you know, let him run out there and do some of the drills and take some of them off. So he's fresh for the game and he can play 90 minutes, right? (laughs) All right. What else? Oh, we saw, uh uh we think we're not entirely sure but we think maybe we saw Veloder out there. We think we know which one Robert Veloder was, the the new striker. Uh it's always kind of hard to tell but
2: center back. Center back, yeah.
0: Or the Vol- center back. Vol- yeah. Veloter,
2: we definitely saw him. He was with the twos. He was out there the entire time like him and Courtney Ford were right. paired together and uh a rotating cast of characters were playing D mid in front of them including Cave Red and I don't know if you saw cam duke playing a little d-mid which i thought was interesting oh david does not like that <laughs> david one. looks I disgusting did not, I did
3: not like that
2: <laughs> maybe he's the next buzio do we see buzio as a d-mid last year i don't i didn't before it how happened
0: can you, honestly in that in that weird six goal game how can you even tell who was playing d-mid how can you even tell who was playing a six in that kind of a game <laughs>
2: My brain just works like that, Cody. Oh, all I do just, is he, think. Sporting. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, you're right. Chad's just smarter than me. Is, that, is that how he knows that? Yeah, I no, mean, I, I
2: did know. know that the German center back was not our striker, who's still stuck overseas. But <laughs> do we, you know, should we
0: describe this game? Like on a, top of a mall. Should we describe? Yeah, did
2: you game see his uh, Twitter? I did. did yeah, say? he's like upset about the P1 visa process, waiting for a visa, like, and he's shrugging his shoulders. That doesn't work yeah, very well yeah. on, on audio <laughs> media. here. <laughs>
0: It didn't look very good on the on the Zoom either, Chad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I have a question for you three. Uh, where was Jean-Yves playing during practice today?
2: I think he was at the left wing most of the time. Yeah, yeah. With the twos, right?
3: One of the things, one of the tactical things that I could potentially see Vermees doing, you know, earlier Cody mentioned that. He thinks Cam will be first player off the bench. I could see Jeanice with his flexibility, positional flexibility, being the first off the bench, and oh, especially yeah. play a double pivot. He would slot in nicely as a kind of second striker or playing underneath as like a ten. Um, you know where you know, Shelton didn't create a whole lot of space the other day, but if Shelton's able to draw center backs away, creating lanes for Jeanice to run into.
2: Yeah, he was sneaky. He was getting into some spaces in the very little time he got on the field. I I was excited. I mean, I thought there was real flashes there, really tricky. And just imagine when he knows where his teammates are going to be and the runs they're going to be making and the, the movements he was making off the ball.
1: It looks promising. You know, some people have been bringing up a, a name of old Felipe Gutierrez on the comments, I'm missing him and his abilities. And we kind of talked about how the midfield against Houston, I'm sorry, against uh, Atlanta just lacked a creative spark. And maybe John East can do that for us. Yeah, I think when he was originally spoke of, it could,
2: he said he could kind of play most of the attacking positions, probably more primarily on the wings or in that like attacking 10 type role that we don't really have. But if you're flipping the triangle, then suddenly you got a 10.
0: uh Vinovich. That was another guy that I think we got a our one of our first looks at today, right? No. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Still Overseas. He, yeah, still over there. Shrugging we his right. shoulders. Shrugging his shoulders. That's
1: right. Getting into Ann's pretzel.
0: So then the there was... Cody just wants
1: another center forward here.
0: Yeah, can you tell how badly I'm waiting for this guy? <laughs> <body now? laughs> no, there were um there were a couple guys that it that I wasn't entirely sure who they were running around out there, but I guess they're the supplemental spots that
2: I'm not. Our, our good sure. friend uh, oh, Daniel right Sperry it. from Kansas City Star uh, pointed out that Mateo Bunbury from the Academy was out there, kind of playing on the right wing. Mm-hmm. At times, he looked good. He had a really big hair. Yes. Yes, he had a sharp goal out there. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think we'll see him a lot. But he, honestly, I was looking at the roster again today. He's not signed to SKC two yet. They haven't announced their Academy contract, so it's possible you know that that's still to come. But we did release two forwards, uh, you know, Barber and Freeman.
1: Maybe Bunbury gets the next homegrown deal. You know, and one thing I noticed too is Courtney Ford is what people have been talking about, Kyrie Shelton as a center back. He's built in a very similar way and looks almost like him out there too. So,
0: I liked Jake Davis today. I saw him and Roger were getting a little, they were kind of fighting out there a little bit, getting a little scrappy. Roger's like pushing him, I, I can see. Uh, and that I, I like what's going on there. Jake Davis seems like a good little scrappy scrappy midfielder. I, I hope he gets some time this year
2: there was a drill they were running where the twos were on one end and the ones were on another and they were playing against the fake yellow men that are on the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they both Davis and Espinoza skyed a shot like 20 yards over the bar at the exact same time. And I was like, he is Roger. He's like the second coming of Roger. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so funny. Cause while we were, while we were standing there today, I'm, I started talking about Jake Davis and, had said that exact thing he was like everyone talks about how Felipe is like little Roger but Jake Davis is the one that is that is way more like Roger
1: Espinosa missed about three big so anyway
0: no Roger skied one I don't believe
1: that <laughs> training me at
2: least three way off the mark yeah he's damaging those seats over in the cauldron for sure
0: <laughs> All right, so wait, hold on. We didn't do this. We always do this. We say we're going to talk about Houston, and then we didn't actually talk about this. Someone give me some, like, analysis from, for the Houston game. David, this feels like your wheelhouse.
1: Well, David and Doyle provided some.
0: That's true. That's, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's valid. We covered it. What else are we missing? What's another um, matchup? I'll give, you,
2: I'll give you an interesting stat that the team, I'm oh, yeah. stealing from the team's website. Okay. Uh, Houston has not won a road game since 2020. They did not win oh. on the road at all in 2021
0: my word
2: yeah they were like not horrific at home but they were obviously abysmal on the road so uh all right gosh don't give them the first one
1: i have a question guys big important question with the stick with the crap that vermes has been given after this first game is it possible that Paolo and Jimmy Nielsen being announced as Houston coaches might get a larger hand of applause than Peter Vermees does? <laughs> Is that possible? I, mean, I think they'll get give their flowers.
2: Them, yeah,
1: <laughs> they're going to get some
2: love, right? Like we're we're always yeah. nice to our our own when they come back. But um, like except Peter, for Dwyer. But it, <laughs> I think <laughs> were were they bad to Dwyer? I don't really remember. I feel like the cauldron probably pretty respectful of him, regardless. So. <laughs> No, At least, least to his face.
0: The more time passes with Dwyer being gone, the less i I I feel that I need to be nice to him. Like right oh, when it's... he left, I was still holding on to like ah yeah thing you know good, good service. Thanks for your time here. But now I'm just like oh my god, that guy's such a dick.
2: <laughs> I mean I think that's that's kind of how a lot of these guys are, right? Like if Roger Espinoza played for another team, you'd hate it, right? Like the way he plays, it's like the Diego Char oh Ozzy... Yeah how did ozzy Alonso not get taken out of that game in orlando or Orlando, atlanta i was looking at the pictures looking for a picture in the edit to do a, a story and i scrolled past one obviously there was the one where he wipes out in and we use that in our in our recap story but there's another one where he's wiping out another player and yeah. i was like i don't even remember this like he just does it so often we we take it for granted like how is ozzy still on the field he never seems to get red cards
0: Okay, so we're about it, at a half an hour here. Any final thoughts? David, what do you have? You're about to say something.
3: Well, I just, you know, obviously every every coaching staff we go up against is professional to at least some degree, right? I mean, certainly, um, like Miami is less so than other franchises probably. But uh, I would be curious to see, you know, Paulo having been in the organization for so long, both as a player and as a coach, I'm curious how he'll be able to scout our team you know, he presumably knows what our pressing triggers are more intimately than other coaches will. So I'm, I am looking forward to seeing if there's any sort of tactical battle or if he's really hamstrung by the fact that they have a terrible
0: roster. Well, it sounds like his strategy is already kind of a rather ugly defensive thing. And that is what has been known to work in children's mercy park against sporting. So I think we, I think we know what he's going to come out with.
2: Yeah. I think that's actually probably a pretty good point, right? Like, it's hopefully they won't win. Gosh, that'd be terrible. Right. To give up a win. Uh, but sporting actually don't have like the most amazing record uh, on home openers, Mm -hmm. lots and lots of draws. So, um, it's like six draws out of 10 games, 11 games, something like that. So uh, only one loss though.
1: Well, I am calling victory on Saturday
2: there.
0: All right. Robert's optimistic. That's good. Now I feel optimistic. I am. Now you're pumped. <laughs> David, give us a, predi- uh, a prediction for the final score.
2: 2-0. Daniel and Johnny.
0: Ah, uh, that's a dream right there.
2: <laughs> I already wrote a story where I said 3-1. I will I will confess it initially said 3-0, and then I kept I – Kept looking at the highlights from last year's game and all the counters. And now David telling me about Nagamura knowing everything we're going to do.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm feeling a little nervous. I'll stick with my 3-1 just because I think they're going to be mad. I think they're going to be extra up for this game. Something about being at home. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. But I'm, I'm always a little nervous, especially after last week's performance. But I think Remy calms things down in the midfield, too. No, no silly turnovers. I don't really think the defense looked as bad as they they perceived to have looked last week because they were just horrific turnovers most of the time that led to this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't turn the ball over and all your fullbacks are way
1: up the field and Afonis is all by himself back there, then you should be okay. Yeah, I think Voltaire is going to clean up the midfield a little bit because he's, he's been there. He's been in a lot of games. He knows his role.
0: I don't know. Did, did you guys not read the Cauldron Facebook page last week? Remy Voltaire David. should never play another <laughs> on <our> game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh by the way what did you guys think of the food I thought the food was pretty good at media today. today today we got the concession food new stuff I thought it was good was there any bat barbecue Um, there was some barbecue I don't exactly know what I was
2: eating but it tasted good <laughs> I thought it was pretty good tacos were my favorite
0: I liked the cookie and I liked the whiskey in the goodie bag that we got
2: did
1: you have some already
2: nope not yet Oh
0: okay. <laughs> oh, Chad's got it on hand.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I
2: haven't opened it yet. Actually, I haven't opened last year's either. So I'm not sure that I'm the best person to ask. So. But I, I thought the food was good. I thought the poutine with whatever barbecued meat was on top of it was pretty good. I'm always down for some gravy on my fries. So there you go.
0: All right, guys. Well, uh, I will see you two, not David, on Saturday. Or David, are you going to be there?
3: I've got season tickets, my
0: man. I'll be there. Okay, but on the press box
3: <laughs> no not in the press oh, box so you're just gonna be like a normal i'm person. a real fan
0: oh, right just gonna be, like, gonna be able to shout like a person in the stands like a like a peasant
3: uh don't they have better food uh down on the yeah
2: the, no i, I hate the, press or box. The,
3: the concourse than the press box
0: I We can go down box. there
2: and buy that food too or we That's can easy. eat our free food in the press box yeah there so you I'm go i'm
0: leaving the press box i'm gonna go hang out with david
3: well guys before we go a couple things. Thing number one, wrong answers only. How many goals does Kyrie score this week?
0: 17.
1: Wrong he gets answers. a brace. You said this week, correct?
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Chad says a brace for the season.
1: <laughs> no, that no, wasn't for wrong the wrong season. That was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Robert, it's wrong answers only. You can't say
1: so. well, He's <laughs> just really confident. In Robert Kyrie. thinks he's gonna score. Exactly. Oh geez. All right. <laughs> hey the Johnny Russell pumped him up well today So I'm all on the bandwagon I'm back on
3: <laughs> For those of you who have suffered through However many minutes this has been Please rate <laughs> review the podcast Wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Apple, wherever else you might Suffer through our banter Five stars if you don't like us It's on Twitter At, at That Cody though <laughs> Otherwise leave a good comment Leave a good review and we'll see you at the Blue Testament
0: Good morning the don't seem so tough. And three own goals ain't all that rough. A skipper has just been sent off. Some part of strong song, it all comes off. My foot pottings got me drinking. My foot pottings got me drinking. My foot pottings got me drinking. Anything to shake this